Go Chiefs. Puppy power. Go Chiefs. Chief, Dude, Chief. I started chanting that, and then the Chiefs came back and won. So I'm pretty sure my singing caused them to win. Yeah. So it was really good. Yeah. That, that must be true. It, I mean, dude, I'm not even kidding. It's like they got that pick and ran into the end zone. Uh, they didn't, like, you know, pick six it, but it was like 20 to 10 or whatever. And then just something in me just from, you know, the bottom of my soul started coming out. And I'm just, like, start patting the dogs, going, like, puppy power, go Chiefs. Power of song. And then, yeah, and then they won. Puppy power, go chief. Okay, cool. Yo, yo, yo. Well, wow. music that. solved it again. Yeah. Power oh, oh, oh. Hey, sorry. <laughs> he gets spooked. Sorry about that. Dog bite. <laughs> you feel guilty. Don't do that. Aww. It's not a podcast without a dog bite, baby. Be nice, Frio. It's all right. Be nice. It's all right. Good boy. We're cool. Right? Cool. Yeah. Frio. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Frio See bit, ya. Brett. Goodbye. So I hit my head pretty hard today. Nice. Yeah. Here it comes. So I'm wondering, like, <clears throat> can you get, like, delayed concussions? I don't know. I thought I had one Friday night. I went roller rinking. Really? Went roller scooter. Dude, that's like, okay, so... I'm going to get into something briefly that we don't normally talk about. But, um, so, a lot of professional snowboarders don't wear helmets, you know? John and White. I'm like, want to be cool. And I don't like wearing a helmet. So, I usually don't wear a helmet. And sometimes I hit my head a little bit. You know, a little smack. Bumper. No big deal. And Bumper I've been knocked out before. And, you know, that's, you know... You're knocked out, you know? Yeah. And every time I hit my head, like, even if I just tap it, I'm like, oh, God. Am I concussed? And I'm, like, perfectly fine. Uh-huh. And then I'm just, like, really scared for, like, hours after. Even if you just bump it on the hood of your car or something. Yeah. I'm the exact Sometimes same Sometimes I hit it, like, on my fucking, you know, when I get into my car, uh-huh. smack my head. Like, oh, shit. I just feel like my <laughs> brain's, like, really, like, susceptible to head injuries. Uh-oh. But at the same time, I think I'm not at all. Yeah, if anything, your head's calloused over. I think it is, dude. I think my brain has, like, fucking, like... Probably got a bunch of little brains guarding the main brain. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like, small Or brain. there's just so much fluid inside of my skull uh-huh. that it, it's, like, a ton of break. Swishy skull. Yeah, it just swish around. It's, yeah. like, jelly in there, so it's, like, it never even hits my skull. Yeah, your brain's fucking got a big old coat in a swish. But, on the flip side... <clears throat> Sometimes I wish I hit my head so hard that it cures my alcoholism. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, like I get like CTE. But Uh like, okay, so one time I read this thing that said this dude got this really bad concussion, right? And he never really learned to play any music or anything. He got a really bad concussion and then just like understood music. And could yeah. just play piano. Ray Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he could just play perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I hope that happens to me, but instead of play piano, I can drink liquor. For sure. And it doesn't give you a hangover because that part of your brain's gone. Yeah. Like, if I just hit my head so hard, hangovers disappear. And, and, and your family all hits their head, too, so none of them are sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect 
eclipse of the brain for your family and friends and community. Perfect eclipse of the brain. <laughs> Total eclipse of the brain. Okay, so you got to get a picture of this. Big puppy smooch He's talking to the mic. Hey, He's talking to, to the mic. mic. He's hey, having fun help. with What's Pierce. What's it this? What's it in there? Yeah. He's having fun with Pierce, and he's sniffing on the mic. Hi, and he's doing all Wee! kinds of fun. Having so much fun with his boyfriend. Why does he like Pierce. me so much? He love you. He want to kiss you pretty much. Hi, buddy. Oh. Ooh, you, <laughs> he treats Matt Amos the same way. He's obsessed with Matt Amos, and you you guys are just similar in his mind. You both stink. Ooh, do I he, smell like an old radish? He like a stinky radish, Pierce. <laughs> He bit Brett, a uh, podcast guy who uh, has Grimace, who gave us our big break in the industry, <laughs> bit him. <laughs> the man who has done everything for us, Freeho, just bit him. He, he literally bit the hand that feeds us. So, t- <laughs> so tune in next week to where me and Casey are recording in a closet again. Back and in the living room. very bad. <laughs> Back in the living room. We are sorry. You know what? I am so sorry for all the first 25, 30 episodes. They sound so bad. And here's what happened. We'd record them, and I would be so meticulous. I would hear a fan going, and I'd be like, dude, nobody can even listen to this shit. So I'd put audio effects on it, and then it made it sound so much worse because then our voices sound kind of like robots. And you'll probably know more than I do because I never listened to it when I put the effects on. But I listened to him like a week ago, and I was like, oh, shit. How do we, How does anybody ever listen to this shit? Really? It, it, you know, it's some are better than others. Uh, but the last, I think probably the last 20 we did, I started putting this audio effect to take away background noise. And sometimes it would work, but sometimes it would make our voice sound super metallic, like distractingly, like, not human. And I guess I just didn't realize it at the time. And this must have went on for half a year. So. Maybe people thought it was part of the shtick. Yeah, maybe people you thought know? we were doing robot voice. Wow, they're so funny. Wow, that's crazy. I also have a bus for a hand or whatever we talk about on here. It's funny you say that, Casey, because I have literally not once, not ever listened to an entire episode. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. I've listened to bits and pieces. I've listened to most I have not listened to an... I've never sat down. I just can't (laughs) listen to myself talk. Like, there's something weird... I can't, I can't, I can't hear my voice for like that long. It really, it, it really weirds me out. I can't do it. I've listened to most of them. I think the one that disturbs me the most is I had Cat on when we lived together when we first moved here. It was just me and Cat because I wanted her to like me. And I was like, bro, you got to give me this one, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's going to think I'm super cool. It's like before we're dating or whatever. And I had her on, and for some reason, she made me so nervous. I talk like a girl the whole time. Like, my voice is like, what? Whoa. Like, cat, that's crazy. Like, I'm talking like a girl for some reason. I'm like, is this who I really am? Is this who I am when I'm excited? It's like a super feminine fucking voice. Like, really feminine. You know, they say when you like someone, your voice, uh, raises three octaves. That's probably what it was. Yeah. I was like, that's so crazy. You're so funny and, and beautiful. Yeah, I never listened to that one either. <laughs> it's bad. So. Dude, like 300 people listen to it. Really? It's like our most viewed one except for the first one. Our first episode. Yeah. And I made it private. <laughs> it sucks. I don't know. I don't I don't understand where the listens are coming from because it I sucks. Because, all right. <clears throat> Me and you combined probably have what? How many followers do you have on Instagram? I don't think Kat has that bad. Is that where you're getting at? That she's no, because you're, you're saying our first episode ever had the most listens, right? Yeah. How many followers do you have on Instagram? 420. 
Really? Blaze it. <laughs> They're That's like awesome. 419. Why? Okay, so I've got like 350, 300, somewhere in between there. Uh-huh. So almost 700 people, right? Sure, yeah. We posted all about like, oh, we're doing a podcast, blah, blah, blah. So probably a lot of people were like, you know, I'm going to... It was the first I, I one. I probably had 300 at the time. You know, so yeah. like people probably clicked on it. Like, you know, at least like, what, a third? I think the Barstool thing. I think we got a lot from Barstool yeah. and none of them came back. <laughs> but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there's somebody still in Statesboro that was like a freshman or something when I was running Barstool during my tenure as the social media man. They listen to that first episode. They go, I like this. And I bet they've been listening the whole time. They're an undercover fan. I bet there's at least one or two of them. I bet you there isn't. I bet there's one, and his name <laughs> is fucking Charlie Daniels, the yeah? singer. Yeah, and he's racist. <laughs> oh but no! Not well, I don't fault. want those kind of. Fault. I don't want those kind of people. Listening. Yeah, I guess I'm just trying to say that Charlie Daniels needs to fucking open his eyes. That's mainly the point I was getting yeah. at. But anyways, I was just getting down to you know basic just math. Yeah. Know? There are probably a lot of people who knew us were like, hey, let's give it a shot, and then listened to five <laughs> minutes of it and said, okay, I'm never going to listen to that ever again. Well, and the audio is really bad, too. Um, <laughs> the audio is awful. But I was going to say about hitting my head, I went roller skate, uh, skinking and skating skink and on Friday, uh, stinky rink, skating rink, and it was 70s night, and it was fucking packed. And I haven't rollerbladed since I was like fucking 12 years old. Or so. Yeah, but we went ice skating. We went ice skating, and rollerblading was easier. Me and Casey went ice skating on New Year's Eve. It and was then right it when was the so clock sad. hit 12, <laughs> we did this big like circle thing right in the middle of the rink, right underneath the disco ball, and we, we grabbed hands and yeah. we smooched. We kissed when yeah. the clock struck midnight. It was really weird, and we didn't talk to each other for two weeks. Yeah. We both <laughs> just kind of got caught up in the moment. You know, it happens. Well, they were know? playing Dancing Queen, and it felt like, you know what? Man. It just felt real. It We've felt made so it through real. a lot, bro. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We made it. Here, give me some of them lips. <laughs> That's what Pierce said. And I said, I can do, baby. Sometimes you just like, you got to do it just so you know. <laughs> just so you know. And it turns out it was pretty tight. <laughs> we both liked it. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways. I thought uh, we weren't going to talk about this. Yeah. I'm sorry. I brought it up. I shouldn't have Here brought it up. Here we are. Ground zero. Um, but uh, so we're doing big skate and. Uh, I was really bad at it, so I'm like kind of hugging the walls. And this woman, I don't know if she's fucking trashed or whatever. She comes, she just fucking trucks my ass. But she did it in a way where she caught me to stop herself. But she pulled me back to kind of like propel herself forward. So I, I like, it happened in a split second. And I was like, oh no, I think I'm going to fall. And then the next thing I knew, I fell back. And I'm pretty sure I hit my head. I don't really remember. But it started this wave of paranoia that I had gotten a concussion. And... You know, I don't, I, I don't even think I hit my head, but I became convinced that I'd hit my head and that I had a concussion. I was like, cat, I think we gotta go. I don't feel very good, because uh, it is just such a big fear of mine from having hit my head. I mean, literally fifty. Yeah, like times. I feel like the next one is gonna like push me over. Now my brain know? has had time to heal when it used to be used to it. Now, yeah. now my, it's susceptible to. It's used to the trauma, huh? Yeah, fucking. I had a really strong head back in the day, and I, I forgot to keep training. Yeah, thick school syndrome, dude. Yeah, thick as a brick. You never should have started that medication. You know, no. those doctors said, hey, we're going to get rid of some of that thick <sighs> skullness because it's bad for you. And he did it, and he shouldn't have done it. Well, I, you know, I think they had a different agenda altogether. I think they were trying to put one of them little men in black aliens in my head. 
Dude, that's probably what happened. They wanted to have they him have controls. Have a computer in you now. It's probably a big old green computer, green alien trying to use this controls to make my body move. It's funny <laughs> that you got tanked by some chick at the roller rink because I remember when I was younger, I went to an ice skating rink, and there was this older older gentleman there, had to have been in his fifties, wearing a hockey jersey <laughs> with his own skates, and I mean, this dude was getting it. I mean, like. <laughs> Like, I'm not even kidding. I'm 100% sure that this dude was reliving, like, his past hockey days or something. <laughs> like, he fucking won the championship up in Minnesota, like, in 86 for his high school varsity senior team. <laughs> and he was just out on the ice, just reliving the days. I mean, this guy was going, like, 20 miles an hour around the rink. He, like, was, he, was, he was like, hooking he was, it? Yeah, he was flying. He was and I was, like, 12. And I'm like, wah, 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 just skating. And this dude just plowed oh, me, dude. God. And I just went, I remember, I just go flying. And this was like a fairly big gentleman, you know, like <laughs> he was probably like six foot, you know, not fat, but, you know, obviously athletic, hence the hockey days. And just fucking just bubber butted me. <laughs> bumber shooting your bumber ass. Deeded, bumber snibs. Just fucking threw me to the ground, dude. And then I, I quit. Did you cry? No. Oh, man. I wish I did. You were a tough son of a bitch back then, man. I know, dude. My dad called me the fucking Iron Curtain because I really <laughs> loved Lennon. My dad called me the Iron Giant because I was super underrated as a kid. Oh, that's funny because my dad called me the Iron Giant uh, when I was living in a junkyard. Yeah. Yeah, he said, what are you, the Iron Giant? I said, Dad, I love it here. Leave me alone. Dad, have you ever seen me smile a bigger? And your dad says, you know what? I don't think I have. You're happy you know as what? a goddamn clam. Go back to your go back to your home, which was a big pile of trash, and I slept on top of it like a big fat happy raccoon. <laughs> King of the pride. Wee. Junkyard pride. Yeah. You were the original inspiration for the Bud Light fucking mascot where the dude dressed like a knight with Bud Light cases, but you did it with just sheets of tinfoil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was not well for a few years. You, you were know, sick. You I were thought sick. that the foil would bounce off the EM EMFs, uh, which is electromagnetic forces. Um, you know, because they get in your brain, they tell you what to do, and you can hear the radio in your teeth. Um, it's something <laughs> that I was not a fan of. So I lived in the junkyard. I surrounded myself with metal. I covered myself in metal. Uh, I was drinking a lot of Bud Light. Actually, it was Bud Ice. But, you know, when the marketing department came to me and said, listen, we'd like to use your likenesses for our commercial. I said, you know what? Anything to help. <laughs> if Anything. it's going to help get these gamma rays away from me. Yeah. And then they cured me. <laughs> Thank uh, God. They hooked me up. Uh, weirdly enough, I guess one might be able to say it's ironic. Uh, they gave me a ton of shock therapy. Yeah. And I thought, you know, when they strapped me to that table and I saw them bring out the little plungy nups uh, and they were going <laughs> to put them all over my body, I almost had a stroke because I was so scared. And you were covered in metal, too, which was a conductor. I was positive that, you know, like, I was like, you know, I shouldn't have trusted them. They, I, I believe they were going to help me, but now they're just trying to kill me so they can do the Bud Knight. Um, and they actually cured me. And now I don't have the radio. I don't have 104.7 The Fish playing in my molars. Because I hate Christian He rock. is our God. Say it again now. He. <laughs> hey, Jesus. You're my friend. I drink his blood. And I eat his flesh. 
and I am saved. Saved of all my sins. Dude, that could easily be a song. Oh, for sure. My first communion <laughs> in Daniel's basement. Yeah. Was, was the summer of 2002. <laughs> the singer's like, he's like 29 or I got or so. baptized <laughs> down in the junkyard river. Daniel was my friend. He said, let me save you from the evil. Frio loves the fucking Christian. Frio is Frio! he is a diehard Christian. Dude, I think oh shit. He's fucking Frio's attacking the ass. He's on another level right now. He's fucking All on right, one. All right, sorry. I gave Frio an ecstasy and he's red rocketing right now. Fuck, dude. His fucking dick's big. Look dude. how big his dick is. Oh no, I'm not gonna look. I don't want to see you that. You did. No, it's tied to knot. The vet did it. It was chapstick. <laughs> he has chapstick on. Yeah, dude. It's what? Really cool. it's wiener chap Did you stick. put him on, that on him when I went bathroom? No. But oh, he has wiener really, chap. Yeah, wiener chap. Wiener chap. Frio told me for Halloween he just wants to get wienerless chaps. And I said, <laughs> who are you even playing? And he just didn't say anything. He said, I'm going to be Harry Houdini. Yeah. And he said, that has nothing to do with Harry Houdini's character. He said, I'm going to be Harry Houdini. Ooh. <laughs> He's funny, dude. Frio gets okay. laughs. Was there a Harry Houdini movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio? Or did I just make that up in my head? The Wizard Who Walked. Was um, there no. was there ever a movie? I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar to me. Okay. Are you talking about The Aviator? No. That was a different movie. A weenie-ator. It's about planes, man. <laughs> weenie-ator. <laughs> the way of the wiener. The way of the wiener. The way of the wiener. Uh, let's get back to Ecstasy. Ecstasy. Uh, ecstasy is fun. Ecstasy is great. I... Remember, we used to always go to those raves, and I would feel so uncomfortable because I don't think I liked being in the rave. So I would take the ecstasy, and I would just make a fucking fool out of myself talking to people for like three hours. And then by the end of it, it had worn off, and I felt really embarrassed and ostracized, and I wanted to go home. Uh, we used to try and take Casey to raves, and he would just hang out in the smoking deck I the entire it's time. Too crowd, it's too I've hot I've never there. seen someone so not social and so uncomfortable while rolling. Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm a sweater. No, when I was rolling, I just don't like to be in the crowds inside. I would talk to everybody outside. I, dude, it's impossible not to be social on ecstasy. Of course I was social, but I wasn't like... Yeah, you were just too busy telling everyone you're Tim Robbins' son. No, I was telling people I was Ben Stiller's son. <laughs> I'd say I'm Dave Stiller. Um, <laughs> and it never got a laugh. Did anyone, like, ever kind of believe you? Oh, for sure. There was a couple people for sure. I definitely, I would spend, dude, dude 15, 20 minutes If you are rolling, you'll believe anything. Oh, are you kidding? Dude, I got to get a picture with you. People yeah. take pictures of me and like, shit. Like, really? Yes, I oh swear to God. Oh, my God. That is such a funny thing about ecstasy is like, it's like all the things that all your like, uh, fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, all your suspicions go away. Everyone is a hundred percent right in what they're saying. You know, like I, I went to college with this kid and he was at this big, like, uh, techno music festival called like Tomorrowland. Oh, Burpee. And Beatrice actually, in my mouth. I don't know where it was. I don't know why it matters. But anyways, he was rolling, and this fucking Wook sold him a quote-unquote ruby. Like oh, you a, told me that. a ruby <laughs> like the size of your palm. And he bought it for $300. <laughs> 
and was like raving about it. Like, dude, I got like the sweetest, like, this is going to be worth thousands. Okay. You know what? I can't really blame this. on This the is going to be worth thousands. I can't really blame it on the XC because he was an idiot. Because after, after he came down, I mean, it's like had to have been days later and he was showing me it. He's like, dude, I am about to make so much money off this. Like, oh, okay, dude, why would someone bring a, a precious <laughs> gem worth a, like, okay. If there is a ruby the size of your fucking palm, it'd be fifty million dollars. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. Dude, it'd be millions of dollars. If think? it was the size of your palm, you for think? sure. Rubies are they that? Dude, expensive? a ruby that big? It's I a was diamond. Say like fifty thousand dollars. Oh no! You think it'd be no. worth millions? Yes, rubies are diamonds. What? No, they aren't. They're gems. They're gems. That a, doesn't make them a, a diamond. A genuine ruby. Oh, get real. It might. Okay. It it really though, on a real note, might be more valuable than a diamond because they actually are precious gems. For you sure. Can't make rubies in like a lab. But yeah, this kid's like, dude, <laughs> and he he went all the way. He took it to a fucking jeweler to get it appraised. <laughs> he got it appraised, and the guy's like, this is worthless. <laughs> This is literally from a 50 cent fucking candy machine, you dumb shit. Could you, dude, I've made some poor purchases, but $300 for like a, I think it was like glass or something like that. It was just a big, like maroon stained piece of glass. And he was carrying around a fucking jewel with him, a fake jewel at that. Just like a pound rock in his pants. Like the whole time he was Dude, in this race. Where am I going to go dump off this Ruby? Let me go to the Tiesto concert. <laughs> so, so I wonder if he ever did that. If, I wonder if he ever tried to resell it or I wonder if he was like the fucking, like if he tried to do it, swindle somebody too. Yeah. Was he the rabbit in the hat? You know, Dude, like you was could he the it. idiot that bought it? You That's know, like so did, funny. would anyone else actually buy that? I think they would. Just I to, think you just would make to money. give you a fucking, uh, a fucking like just like a picture of what this kid looks like he was one of those people that would have like a base nectar hat and he'd have like a hundred pins oh no, god you yeah. know like he'd buy those enamel pins for like 15 bucks <laughs> yeah it was like dude this is my fucking this is my fucking nectar pin that i got in birmingham for new year's <laughs> eve it represents strength and also community living and fucking unity and respect it means that maybe I have had a little trouble in my family, but all that doesn't matter when the drop of the bass gets in my face. <laughs> um, that's so funny. There's something that I know a kid in college, he makes those enamel pins for raves and goes all around the country selling them. And he sent me a big long thing. We can read it later or we can read it now. I, I don't think we've squeezed. We're on the topic. I don't know if we've squeezed all the juice out of this Ruby story yet. <laughs> that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. But he sent me something, how to raise a grimace or how to... Uh, Wait, really? Yes, and it's really long. Who is this person? He used to sell us Xanax in college. And, dude, we used to have the craziest Xanax dealer in college. Let me just talk about this for a second. It wasn't this kid I'm about to talk about. But it was this other kid who I think ended up going to rehab or something. They said he would take like nine sticks a day. But Was his name Colin? Dude, I, I think we've talked about this connection earlier because you knew a guy in I was in, in rehab. With, yeah. yeah, with a kid that it might was in him. Statesboro that dealt drugs. Mm -hmm. Was he in some weird fraternity? I think so. They started a fraternity, and it was for kids that were just from Alpharetta. <laughs> I was like, okay. how did it, what? How did y'all get enough? <laughs> I don't know if it was like, a, I don't know, man. I don't know. It could have just been like their own thing they made up. Okay. But yeah, he was he, he sold Xanax. So. And yeah, he said he would take like handfuls of Xanax a day. Yeah, I never knew... I never knew this kid, but uh, um, 
he would this is so crazy dude they would just order the powder pure benzo powder or a research chemical that acted like a benzo it could have been some sort of uh ghb or something yeah like edazolam or some weird uh-huh. shit i i think sometimes it was probably a ghb um but uh does ghb give you withdrawals because it certainly gave me withdrawals it so does. okay it, well. it acts in the same way that alcohol and xanax do so theoretically, GHB could also kill you from withdrawal because they're all like GABA inhibitor yeah. drugs, which for some reason those will like fucking kill you. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, but anyway, so the weird thing is, is they would bake them in Jello, and so they would give you the oh little cubes. Oh my god, I remember yeah, those. The they were fucking little cubes. Jello shot Xanax. Mm-hmm. They were little green cubes, and they were like really small, like the size of a dice, and each one had like two bars in it. <laughs> And I just keep them in my fridge. My whole fridge was just full of Ziploc bags of fucking Jello Xanax. <laughs> and they would also, I don't know how they did this, they would bake Oreo cookies made out of Xanax. They were fully made out of Xanax. I remember those Xanax cookies. Xanax too. cookies, Dude, yeah. all right, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this was 100% not Xanax. It, it, it yeah. had to have been like GHB because GHB is completely tasteless. They could just bake cookies no, and No, you could taste it. Oh, really? It fucking, it tasted awful. It, oh, it tasted gross. Awful. Why? Yeah, Why make it edible? Why then? even bake it in a cookie? Why don't you make it as small as possible so yeah. you can just swallow it? <laughs> Xanax is so gross, It tasted dude. disgusting. And it would linger in your mouth for, oh, my God, they felt so good, though. I'm getting the chills. Yeah. And they, it would linger in your mouth. Dude, you fucking pop one and you start drinking, like, a Genesee or, like, a fucking goddamn Miller High Life spritz of fucking lime in Just it. melt into the carpet and wake <laughs> up in a fucking concrete cell. <laughs> wake up in a commune. Yeah. <laughs> fucking ended up kidnapping somebody. Uh, vice president's daughter. All right, too far. Um, but yeah, it, it was crazy, and they were so strong, and we all ruined our lives because of it. But anyways, this guy uh, sent me this big long thing about grimace, about how to raise him from the yeah, dead. Yeah, fuck it, R- rip it up, dude. Read it up, rip it up. Read it, rip Rainbow, it. dude. All right, you know what I'm saying for the kids. <laughs> it's for the kids. All right, twenty seven step guide. <laughs> All right, buckle it. 27? 27-step <laughs> guide on how to summon grimace. Man, this is the fucking longest BuzzFeed article <laughs> I've ever seen. First and foremost, you need to cleanse yourself and the entire room with the Grape Fanta. Track so far. Number two, prepare the summoning circle with a mixture of blood from at least six children under the age of consent. <laughs> Christ. Are we going to get in trouble for at this? At least this is an our intellectual property. Yeah, None of true. us are claiming to have written yeah. this. This is a fan. <laughs> if, it, if it gets too bad and I say it out loud, I'm going to throw him under the bus. Uh, stack 43 McDoubles. Fucking his ass, dude. He's <laughs> canceled as hell. Stack 43 McDoubles and a large fry in the center of the summoning circle. Number four, take a large sip of Big Mac sauce from the styrofoam cup. Number five, spit it into the mouth of the person to your left. Uh, Number six, dump broken shards of glass around the edge of the circle. This will come in handy later. Number seven, repeat steps four. And five. Number eight is and five. Uh, <laughs> nine. Light the the four ceremonial bacon grease candles. Number ten. Place them around the summoning circle. Number eleven. Everyone around the circle fills their mouth with mayo and says, "Ba da 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 da." <laughs> I'm loving it. Uh, number twelve. Swallow. Number thirteen. Oh, no. s- sprinkle fresh thyme on top of the stack of McDoubles. We're ha- we're at the halfway Fucking point. Spice it up, baby. 
Number number 14, spritz yourself with the tears of children who've had their burgers stolen by Grimace. Um, number 15, fill an entire used prosthetic arm with Robitussin DM max strength. <laughs> <laughs> Pass it in a circle going to the left until you have consumed it all. I like the sound of that. It's good. Page two. Um... All right, number two, number 11. At this point, everyone participating should put on their purple onesies and adult diapies. Number 12, take turns slapping each other with the prosthetic arm until someone is bleeding. (laughs) Uh, 18, the person bleeding must fill their socks with ketchup. 19, the person who drew blood must fill their socks with mayonnaise and wear them on their hands. Almost done. <laughs> Number 20, repeat step, fif- step 15 for good measure. Number 21, pterodactyl screech until out of breath. <laughs> Number 22, light a crucifix on fire and stab it into the McDouble stack upside down. Oh, I don't know. I don't this, know about that. I'm pretty sure that's a hate crime. This will prove your loyalty. 23, everyone pulls out their Funko McDonald's wacky wobbler <laughs> bobblehead grimace and bobbles aggressively. Fight the fear. The robo should kick in full effect by now. Number 24, inhale the purple bobblehead fumes. Number 25, as you blast off, join hands with everyone around the circle and jump them, uh, jump their flames uh, into the center of the summoning circle. (laughs) Number 26, as you are terrified, as you are teleported, everything should taste very purple, and you should start to smell the malicious intent of Grimace. And finally, number 27, you should be arriving now, surrounded by a never-ending McDonald's playhouse. You hear the blood-curdling screams of Grimace as he pops his hand out of a slide, sliding tube at every angle. You are safe for now, until your candles burn out. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to do it. That's a little, <laughs> you know, that's just... Uh, listen, I appreciate it. I really do. <laughs> that's just the longest way to summon Grimace. Accurate, yes. But, man, he's following every rule. Grimace doesn't follow rules, you know? All you got to do is you... All right, first of all, you get an eight ball of cocaine. Mm-hmm. You put some blood and baking soda in a pan... Yes. You pour the cocaine into it, and you make blood crack. <laughs> Light the crack. You know, put it in kind of like a, a simmer, you know? You know, you put it in like a beaker with a propane flame underneath it, just so the kind of hot box room with crack cocaine. Uh, then you take one Dixie cup, fill it to the rim with uh, vodka, preferably the cheapest available. Mm-hmm. And then you take another Dixie cup, and you fill it to the brim with uh, Bacardi 151. <laughs> then... Pop on Iron Maiden and screech. That's all you got to do, dude. He'll be there in a second. He'll, yeah, he'll be there in under five minutes. For I sure. found that out the hard way, dude. <laughs> Pierce found it out just by happenstance. Yeah. By accident. I was just hanging out, dude. It was just a regular Thursday afternoon for me. <laughs> I'm just doing my Reggie's, you know. Uh, the only thing that changed really was the fact that I had some Bacardi 151 left over at my house. I typically am not a rum drinker. So, you know, I just was kind of doing my due diligence and, you know, all of a sudden Grimace comes busting through the hurricane door of my house, dude, fucking <laughs> blew the door right off the hinges. And he said, let's fucking party. And I said, God damn it. I've got work at six, Grimace. So I quit my job. 
Then he fucking knocked me out, and I woke up in Cambodia. Yeah. <laughs> you were one of those fucking bicycle taxis. <laughs> yeah, dude. I fucking came to, and I had half a cobra in my mouth. <laughs> I was just fucking eating it raw, dude. I was alive. <laughs> I can't believe it didn't bite me. Yeah. It's a good thing they're venomous, not poisonous. It honestly looked scared. I was there. It was a, the hangover type situation. I yeah, was dressed dude, fully as an crazy, I was, man. I was dressed fully as an Asian man. Oh. It was mortifying. And Grimace said, which means look in the mirror. And he'd gotten me the surgery. I was Asian for like six months. Pierce remembers. This is like 2013. He's leaving. Casey, you're leaving out a big, big piece of information. Well, we don't got to tell him everything. He was a lady boy. I had a vagina he, at the end of my penis. And I don't got, know how it No, worked. no, no, Casey. Listen, you're not getting out from this. He got some sketchy plastic surgery done. He got a double C fucking put in both totters dude and Casey was racked up it dude. was it was one double C and it was right in the middle so I look like a cyclops of tits Did you look like wing from Kung, Kung Pao do you remember that movie I kind of look more like the panda from Kung Fu Panda oh dude fuck yeah man it was really confusing you I get do. liquored up in case he has fake tits you know and I'm letting everybody motorboat because this, at this point my addiction had really taken off. I just kept trying to get his number and he said Pierce it's it, me Pierce wake up and I'd be like, how's it, uh, And Pierce would just come. Be, okay, you want to give me numbers I'm going to be. Yeah, he kept saying I was this little bumblebee. Yeah. It's fucked up. And Grimace is just whispering in his ear like fucking Sauron. Just fucking Whoa. telling him all the fucking. Does that have the roll of the tongue in it? Or was that unintentional? Sauron. Sauron. I think it's that. Is it? It's like I've never seen the Lord of the Rings. Sauron. Oh, man. And Christopher That's... fucking Lee was there. He was dead. Wow, Casey, you're such a nerd. Yeah, I've seen the movies. Sauron correctly. I used to watch him on fucking Robitussin all the time. Pretend really? I was an orco. An orco? Orco. Like the whales in the ocean? Squeeper. Yeah. Skyfall. Like a smaller whale. You ever seen the movie Blackfish about the whale that eat people? No, I haven't actually. It's a good movie. It's about this whale at SeaWorld that killed like four trainers and it still performs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good whale. That's, dude, that's what I like to hear. You know, that is living every day like your grimace, which is a <laughs> saying that I live by. You know, you oh, know what sure. would grimace do? What yeah. would Grimace do? I'm on a public bus. I've got a fever. Do I have coronavirus? I'm going to cough on someone. You know? <laughs> That's just what he'd do. You know? It's the easiest way to get tested is cough on them, have them use their health insurance to go get tested. Yeah. If they're not sick, you're not sick. I'm not made of money, okay? No. So I'm made of blood. To, yeah. <laughs> I'm made of blood. I'm a blood bag, baby. Yeah. Just a sack of meat. Second oh, blood. one organ. I don't even have internal organs, dude. I'm just fucking skin, and it's just one heart, dude. I'm heart from fucking head to toe, dude, and I just beat. I fucking vibrate, dude. It's a big pulse. Yeah, I can never have a heart attack because I'm all heart. He looks like, if you if you peel Pierce's skin away, he looks like Jeff Goldblum's The Fly. Yeah, I also look like a Clementine. Yeah. You know, you peel the skin off, and I just look like the same it's thing soft. underneath. There's a secondary layer of skin, kind of like a Clementine. And it's just veins and fucking a big old stinky heart. Smell like shit. Everybody yeah, hate dude, it. it smells like old radishes. Yeah, it smells like a rag that's been in your grandma's sink and you don't have the heart to tell her she needs to switch it out. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, <laughs> the age old sink rag. <laughs> the old sink rag. 
Meemaw's good at some stuff. Christmas presents, God bless. But sink rag, bitch don't <laughs> bitch can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> time to change. Fucking time's up, Clorox. <laughs> I'm putting the patent on the sink rag tonight. <laughs> that was good. That was interesting. How does right, something grimace, man? Dude, Grimace had that fucking commercial during the Super Bowl that I did not. I was shocked that it aired. Did you guys see it? I was Listeners? shocked. Yeah. yeah. Free hell. Guys, like, subscribe, leave any comments about the commercial you saw with Grimace at the Super Bowl and how fucking hard you laughed. Yes, hi, buddy. Casey, remind our viewers who might have missed it what happened. <laughs> uh, okay, well, it's honestly kind of hard to explain because a lot of it was just kind of ambient noise. Uh, it's kind of like an adult swim show. It kind of opens up on this casino, and we we see the back of this gentleman's head, and he, he pushes his stack uh, to the front of the table, and he goes, all in. And they zoom in, and it's Don Cheadle. And Don Cheadle has a $100 bill sticking out of his top pocket like a handkerchief. And uh, the, the card dealer goes, you lost. And he, he looks at the $100, and he goes, this is my last $100. I could spend it on this game, try to win my life back, try to win my wife back, try to win back custody of my kids, or I can go and get some of that sweet grimace pussy. <laughs> and, he, and he looks at the camera, and it just flashes Applebee's. <laughs> it was very confusing. It was hot. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was a little upset with Grimace, you know? It seems so like, loud. Yeah, just when the fucking Verizon dude, you know, are can you hear me now dude went to sprint i was fucking livid he turned the tables on us but grimace is a man with no dignity okay so for him to be contracted by one company or another to be a corporate figure is just not in his roundhouse it's a paycheck for him yeah he doesn't care you know he's like listen commercialized gambling check degeneracy check putting your life on the line check and clapping my cheeks. Check. I'm in. Whoever wrote this is great. You know? I'm all in. Put me in it. And Don Cheadle. Grimace is a big fan of the movie Hotel Rwanda. Because Grimace is a huge fan of the Rwandan genocide. Yeah? He was one of the orchestrators. Grimace, a lot of people don't know this, was a Tutsi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that about him. He was the original Tutsi. He was ground zero for Tutsi. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. You know what? I think we should do another, a different podcast and do a How It's Made with Grimace. Yeah. And it's all just a fucking, it's all, every single episode is how they make prepackaged sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> every episode is the same content. We have to try to make a little bit different. <laughs> the gas station sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone wants, a, everyone wants a piece of that egg salad, you know? Oh, I wouldn't mind one right now. Fucking... Take the sweats away. <laughs> you know what they say about egg salad? Makes your heroin detox a little bit easier. Because it makes you so sick, you empty all of your bowels. <laughs> it's all the hollandaise sauce that's been sitting in there under the fucking lamplight. Speaking of hollandaise, uh, one of my roommates made... He's got a real thing for like... I don't want to call it novelty food, but he'll go to the grocery store. He'll buy a bunch of shit. And make this big extravagant meal, and then like all the other ingredients <laughs> that are left are just never used again. <laughs> so there, in this piece of Tupperware, is what I'm assuming 
or I know it is, it's all the leftover hollandaise sauce from when he made Eggs Benedict. <laughs> oh, God. And it has solidified into just a fucking cube of hollandaise sauce, and it's all, like, greasy looking and shit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to eat it when I get home. I'm going to eat it for din-din. What are you doing? Think you're big? Casey, uh, guys, Casey thinks he's bigger than me. Pierce has been stepping up to me all day, and it's honestly making me scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a weakling. I'm such a little daddy dorko. Dude, I was telling the story the other day last week about... I tried to tell on stage. As soon as I started telling it, I was like, this isn't funny. About how I got jumped by all those dudes in military school. <laughs> And then it is funny. <laughs> it's funny on paper, but as I was saying it, every every it's it was mo- it was just my comedy friends in the crowd. There's See, no it's, audience. It's riding the line between it's sad and <laughs> making it funny. You know. I know. I've made plenty. I've made a million things that are just just sad. I've made them funny. <laughs> but this one, I was like, I, it doesn't seem like everybody likes it, uh, and it just made everyone real uncomfortable. But it's real funny to me, and it hurts when I tell it. But. Uh, <laughs> So, I didn't even feel like telling that story. Basically, these dudes thought that I stole some some spice from them, and they were all my friends, and they convinced me to go into the bathroom at military school, and like 30 dudes beat me up. And it was fun. They hit me in the back of the head. And uh, uh, and then I remember I was telling somebody later in the day that they'd all hit me. They only hit me in the back of the head. And this dude went, man, that was some ghetto shit. These dudes are pros. <laughs> Free ho. I remember he his keeps expression. Knocking the mic yeah, away. he's like slapping it out of the way. He's like, "Your only attention is my body." <laughs> okay, but the reason I bring that up is I was thinking about this on the car ride over. Uh, when I was in college, I was telling my girlfriend at the time, her name was Bianca. I was telling her that story, and I had never told her that story, and uh, so I'm telling her that I got beat up, and I'm fucking hammered. I'm hammered on my porch, and I get off the phone with her. And I go to my next door neighbor's house, who are these like hood rats who, who sold weed and sold guns and shit. They live right next door to me. And we would just get hammered and go hang out with these fucking hood rats who were legitimate gun dealers. They had all kinds of guns and shit they would sell. They let us shoot an Uzi off their porch once. What? It was awesome. I um, literally did not know this. It was really this nice. This is news to me. <laughs> as my, as that sounds fucking <laughs> awesome. Was it fully auto? <laughs> yeah, as You Micah. just fucking let <laughs> yeah. the clip go? <laughs> yeah. That's fucking we, badass, We sprayed man. it to the woods. No yeah. way. It was cool. And they had a stripper pole. Um, uh, yeah, we lived in a good apartment complex. Anyway, so I'm hanging out with these guys, and we're just watching TV or something, and, and people keep knocking on the door, coming inside. He'd sell them weed or sell them whatever. They'd walk out. So I'm hammered. It's just me. None of my friends are over there. It's just me with these uh, gentlemen. And there's a knock at the door. I get up. This is like 20 minutes after I get off the phone with Bianca telling her this jumping story. And I let these guys in. And I'm fucking being stupid, hammered, white, idiot, fucking loser case. I was like, what's up, boys? How's it going, man? Yeah, we got to see you on, bro. How are you, dude? Like trying to be like a cool guy or whatever. And I turn around, and these dudes just rock me. Just rock <laughs> me in the head. And uh, I start screaming. <laughs> like, wah! Wah! And, uh, <laughs> and then they, they kick me one time really hard in the ribs. And I was like, oh. And I, like, sh- I, like, stop screaming. It's like, yes, sir. And uh, they didn't. The funny part to me is they didn't have any guns. Their, this must have been their plan. Their plan was... Some they had, they must have had somebody who informed them 
dude, there's this white kid there letting everybody in, right? Uh-huh. And uh, he's a real weakling loser, and everybody hates him. That's part of what they said. And he's he's, he's real podgy. Yeah, he's, he's a real. He has really brittle bones, and he already has a black eye uh, <laughs> <laughs> from an unrelated incident. And so they beat me up real bad, and then he just starts screaming at the the dude he's selling the weed, and he says, "Give me all the shit." Give me all this shit. And they're just threatening, like, to beat me up. Like, I am the, uh, <laughs> oh, he'll get it, bro. Like, like they're going to, they don't have any weapons. And the guy was so scared by how badly they beat me up. He was like, it's all good, man. And he, like, gave him all his shit. He gave him, like, pounds of weed and all this shit. No way. Yeah, and they just ran away. They yeah. had guns? They had guns. I don't know if they, I don't know if they took any guns. But I remember... How did the dudes who deal guns not fucking whip one out yeah. and shoot that guy in the chest? I don't know. I don't. They mostly just dealt weed. I know they had a bunch of guns, and I did see them sell a gun one time. Um, but uh, then it became a real ordeal because all these people showed up, and they were like... It was like a movie, like, we're going to ride on these fools, bro. I got a guy. He's going to tell me who these guys are, and they all got gats and shit. And, and and at that point, I was still hanging out in the house. And they were, they just, at, at one point, they just turned to me and they go, dude, just leave. Get out of here. What are you even doing here, man? Who even invited you over here? And I was like, you guys are right, man. Have a good night, brothers. Good to see you guys. <laughs> and I just, whenever I walked out. Right, so you weren't really friends with them? I was friends with them, but they were just like. But they're fuck. like, dude, this is big boy time. Get yeah. out of here, drunk kid. And they called me Bubba. They That was what they called me, Bubba, which is like, whatever. <laughs> And and then so they were like Bubba, bro, get out of here, Bubba or whatever. Hey man, you don't want none of this, dude. Yeah, I'm they sure I was just a you, nuisance. Man. I know. I mean, we were friends, but I'm sure I was just more of a novelty. Like, look at this crazy white person or whatever. But they were good guys. It's it's funny you say that because when I was in college, um, one of my friends uh, grew up in a not great neighborhood in Atlanta. <coughs> uh-huh. And he had a friend who was gang affiliated and he would come and hang out with us. <laughs> and he loved me. Like there <laughs> has to be, cause all right, I feel like, and you know, this is a blanket term. This is all not like fact, but I feel like white kids get drunker than anyone else. Oh, for sure. Like without a doubt, I feel like other cultures, they just don't, get that kind of fucked up, yeah. you know? Cause it's weird. It's, it's almost like embarrassing, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> it's, it's a mask. Like there's nothing cool about being so drunk. You can't function, yeah. you know? And you can't stand. Yeah. That, but yeah. like he thought it was fucking hysterical. Cause I would just get ripped. <laughs> I think that's what it was in my case. They're though. just like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> like he's crazy. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's just a total, like, you know, they're out there, like, jumping dudes and shit. And I'm like, dude, that's fucking nuts. But they're like, dude, this guy's fucking killing himself. Come check this out, you know? Dude, look how sad fucking he is. Poison. <laughs> look at it. You see the pain in his eyes, man. He, no, needs, no, no. he needs help, and he doesn't have the support system to get it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's crazy. Fucking out of his mind, dude. Oh, it's so funny, that though. He so always funny. used to be like, man, dude. These white boys can drink, man. <laughs> just would get so fucked up. It's true. You don't see, you just don't see it in other cultures like that. You never see videos online of uh, uh, working class Mexican dudes carrying their carrying their friend out of a bar. Actually, just, I don't know about that. Well, it's it's just not as you see it. It's just like fucking 
15 to like 30 year old white dudes uh and then that's just and falling down the streets and shit or you know you never see it happen with like a, a black friend group like they're just dragging their friend out of a bar screeching it's just not <laughs> something that happens yeah. it's just i'd not... say the overall embarrassment like i'm listen i'm not saying that alcoholism doesn't you know affect every oh it group, does for you know sure. but like i would say as like just majority speaking, the type of shit that like the behavior that me and Casey exhibited <laughs> is most of the time like suburban white kids. Yeah. Because I feel like a part of you, it's like, I don't know where or how or why it got stuck in my head that that was cool. You I know? know. Yeah. And that was like a way to be fucking like dangerous and cool because you know we grew up in fucking north atlanta yeah. you know fucking so it's like why you know that was like my way of being like a fucking degenerate or whatever you know yeah being fucking cool just fucking blacking out and getting fucking kicked out of a bar like literally thrown <laughs> out of a bar and i just think it was fucking awesome you know i, I do i loved it i loved the struggle i loved waking up covered in piss i lo i loved it <laughs> I loved it for years. And the last uh, probably year and a half, I did not love it anymore. But I was still fucking rocking and rolling, baby. The only reason I stopped liking it is because the cumulative hangover the just poos. started to yeah. get so bad, you would <laughs> physically feel like you're dying. And you, you were. Know? Yeah, you could. Like <laughs> Some of those days, if I didn't drink, not a chance I would have survived. Like, I was so close. There was something funny about like when, when I was like, you know, 19 or 20, when you'd wake up and you were so hungover and you're like, oh, it was hilarious. We, we all really laugh about did it, it. guys. Yeah. I remember one time, the one time <laughs> I think I only came down to Statesboro once. Yeah. And we were so hungover <laughs> that next day. And there was this weird bonding when you would go out and party <laughs> like that. Like everyone is just so decrepit the next day. And everyone is like, you're on the same page, you know, like you just <laughs> feel like shit. <laughs> like so bad. And I just remember so many times when we were just like no reason, just just uncontrollably <laughs> laughing because you just look over and see your buddy with just dark rings around his eyes, like fucking stains all over him. His shirt's been like stretched or something, just sitting on the in like, you know, you're hung over when you catch someone and they're taking like a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're in a ripped collared just, shirt yeah, from the like, bar the night before. <laughs> like moaning. Oh, <laughs> just at breakfast, like moaning in agony. Just, oh, oh. <laughs> but at the same time, you give it a couple hours when you're 19 and you, 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 you're it, fine. You'd be gone. You're fine yeah. by one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. You and know? then you're fucking rip roaring, ready to go again. Yeah. You're like, dude. I just like the spontaneity of it. I just like the spontaneity of that life. I remember one thing that comes to mind when I say that is at Bonnaroo one year, I fucking, we, it was the last year we went, we were both in really bad shape alcohol wise. And we woke up and I was just, Oh, I was shaking. And I was talking to Tyler Fazy and I felt like I was going to fucking die. And I, I was like, I was, I tried to drink some beer. I threw up and he was talking to me. He's like, man, what did y'all get into last night? And I was like, <laughs> Bro, dude, I don't know. I, I remember I took a bunch of ecstasy and went to Billy Joel. <laughs> and he just starts crying, laughing at that. Like, uh, why would you do that? What, why did you take ecstasy at Billy Joel or whatever? I just like the spontaneity of like, I'll skip work today, bro. And just get obliterated or whatever. It was like a sideshow act. Yeah. You know, until the sideshow <laughs> act got 
dark. Too sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit, dude. Oh, just specifically at Bonnaroo because oh my god, it was only me and you. I think Will went with us for like one more year because like the first year we went to Bonnaroo. It was like us and a bunch of friends, you know. Yeah, it was like all our friends. And then the our fr- our like close friend group dwindled to nothing, to where it's just me and Casey. The <laughs> third year we were there was me and Casey and like a bunch of people we didn't even know. Like it was like friends of friends. We kind of knew like three of them. Yeah, yeah. like kind of knew like three of them from seeing them at like other bonds, yeah. you know. And it's like they're like normal, you know. Like they'll have like a couple afternoon beers, They'd smoke, smoke weed, some joints, yeah. you know. <laughs> And we're just like fucking canned by Rip like roaring. fucking yeah. twelve in the afternoon. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? These kids. I mean, dude, I threw away like four hundred dollars for that third bonner, and I remember nothing. <laughs> dude, I think I legitimately think there's no way I went to more than six shows. Yeah, exactly. I would say absolutely capped out at ten shows. Yeah, first no year way. you catch ten shows in a day for sure. You know, well, and it was a different. It was an age difference too. What, well, what was the last one? We were twenty. I think we were twenty. You know, I you know I was still doing fine with the hangovers by twenty, but it was the alcohol control. So it wasn't the hangovers. It was different, but yeah, but it it is a difference from comparatively like eighteen. You know, like dude, I I never felt that bad that first year, and we did all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Just, oh, not even like I mean, you feel like kind of shitty. You know, you wake up in a you've been fucking cooking in a tent. Yeah. You know, just greenhouse gassed yourself. You know. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck. You're just, you wake up just so sweaty. <laughs> You're like, oh, you know, splash some ice on your face. You're like, hey, let's go. Let's do this, baby. <laughs> Second year I wake up, I'm in someone else's campsite. <laughs> yeah, it just, it literally progressed. Face down in the grass. I have no idea where I am. You got and one dollar like in your I'm pocket. Die. So I get up. I open their cooler and take one of their beers and just get walking. <laughs> <laughs> just start huffing. Just hit the road, Jack, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's that's so funny. It was it was literally just so dark. I felt like it, it was probably just like secretly sad for everybody there that last year. But I remember, I guess this must have been the last year, or maybe the year, maybe it was the year before. But I got so fucking zooted. We had a bunch of coke. Was that the second year? Yeah. I think it must have been the second year because the last year was mostly just hard boozing. Yeah, um, I don't know if I did anything other than booze. The only I don't thing think I we can even remember had I yeah. did. <laughs> was on the last day I'd saved a Klonopin <laughs> for the drive yeah. home and me and you me and you were driving and we had like gotten back into like the greater Atlanta area and I remember I'm like the Klonopin did nothing like it did nothing like if anything it stopped me from like having a stroke but I, I remember I'm driving I'm like listen man if I have a seizure you need to grab the wheel we were, we were both in <laughs> such bad shape dude I remember that I wonder what I did the days after. I don't remember. I don't remember what I... I'm sure I would have been in Statesboro at that time. I wonder how I got down there. I don't remember. But, that, dude, that second where we had so much fucking blow, and I did so much coke that I, like, blacked out. And I... Well, drinking, too. And I remember this one snippet of me going into people's tents at, like, 5 a.m., and trying to wake them up to hang out. Random fucking people. Random fucking people. <laughs> I've tried to tell this on stage, and I can't put it together in, in the right words because it's such a hazy memory. But I remember I was with these dudes, these older, like, 40-year-old dudes. And this was, like, I think maybe, like, a, a month before I tried stand-up for the first time or something. And I was reading them jokes. 
and they were feeding me more blow. And they were like 50 <laughs> years old. They were old. And then they were giving me key bumps and everybody was going crazy. It was like I was like the king of the castle. And then shortly thereafter, I left. And I remember trying to do the same thing with an Just Asian chasing family. chasing that high, yeah. dude. <laughs> but I was with an Asian family, a full Asian family. They had two little kids. And it was a mom, a dad, and a grandma. And I yes, dude, I swear to God, it was me. What did they win the tickets? <laughs> it was it was me under their little tent pavilion. You know, I'm talking about the pop up things, and, mm -hmm. and it's just me like little gazebos. You guys want to hear some fucking jokes? <laughs> <laughs> and they were they were so confused. I don't think just they petrified. Yeah, I don't think they spoke English. But I tried to do it for like five minutes, and then I was like, "You guys have a great night." Thanks, you guys have been great. <laughs> Wander off like Beetlejuice. <laughs> you guys are awesome, man. You have a good night, man. Skibby. So, could you say you've been chasing that high ever since? <laughs> In many ways, yes. Now, and what are riffs but mental cocaine? Yeah. <sighs> that, for sure. That explains it. That is so funny. Man, this has just made me so nostalgic, this episode. I'm so sad now. This is my therapy. <laughs> this is how I, I don't fucking internalize these thoughts. <laughs> just go out on a blowout, dude. You know? Just gotta just gotta talk. Fuck, I forgot. I had a I know I had a story I wanted to say. Um <sighs> but I cannot remember for the life of me what it was now. Fuck. Big Pat. On. Give me a second to think about this, and we'll edit it out. Yeah, unless, you're good. Unless you got a story you want to say. No, I was just thinking, just, I don't know, man. Sometimes I don't think I'm done yet. Sometimes I think I got another run in me. I don't think it'll be when I live here. Uh, I just, I think I got another run in me of just debauchery. I think there's something in me. I don't think it's ready to give it up. And I hope nobody gets hurt, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I just think it's gonna happen. Yeah, just go down to El Paso. Yeah, for, dude. I just think I'm gonna be on the road or something, doing some shitty show like by myself, and I'll just go off in like Cincinnati or something. <laughs> just pop off <laughs> <laughs> for a fucking week. Turn my cell phone off. Fucking become a goddamn uh, embalmer at a funeral parlor. Oh, that'd be cool. Like a a mortician's assistant. Yeah, like that'd a be dope, dude. Just drinking on the job. Oh, fucking so smoking PCP. Fucking selling body parts under the table, black market. Yeah. Dude, Hell that's yeah. a dream come true, man. That is what scientists call the American dream. What would be the best city to have just relapse in? I, I think it'd be something in Florida. Dude, have I... Or like Boston. Have I told the New York story? No, you have never told it, no. There's no way I've never told it. I was going to say since we started in the <sighs> studio... No, definitely I feel not. Like, yeah, we I, should start recycling these stories because nobody can hear them anymore. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like most of the people that listen now probably were not listening when we told a bunch of these stories. For sure. That's good. Yeah. Dude, you got to tell that story. That is so fucking funny. That actually, this is probably one of the best stories <coughs> that I have. It's, it makes me laugh so hard. So, um, it was the year after I had gotten out of rehab, and I had relapsed twice at, since getting out of like doing like eight months in rehab, I'd relapsed twice, and for the life of me, I don't know why I did this. I was going on a family vacation, like with my parents, my little sister. We were going to New York, like uh, right after like New Year's Day, so like during Christmas break and whatever. And uh, I don't know why, but the night before <laughs> our flight, 
<laughs> just no thought. I just went into the liquor cabinet and just started just pouring vodka. How, how long had you not been drinking? Oh, maybe probably only like a month and okay. a half, two months. Because yeah. I had relapsed around Thanksgiving. Yeah. So <laughs> I just started drinking vodka and I just went into our, because I was uh, at my parents' house because we were about to leave for vacation. So I was just laying in our guest bed, put in my like earphones and was just jamming to music, <laughs> just drinking, laying in bed. And there was something, this is one of the things I miss the most about alcohol is I don't know how or why, but it makes music sound so much better. Oh, it's so cool. And I'm yeah. just sitting there jamming to music. I pass out, I wake up, I'm still a little drunk, and I'm like, I gotta, you know, I gotta gear up for this trip. <laughs> so I go to the liquor store and I buy like twenty dollars worth of fucking airplane shots. Oh god. I'm like, I gotta I'm gonna put these in my bag and I'll be able to bring them through security and they won't like take them out because, you know, you're allowed to have them. So That's smart. That's I get really home. Smart. I drink like half of them. Like <laughs> right when I get home, my parents are like we're going. Like what time going. is it? <sighs> Maybe like noon. Okay. Yeah. So like it, it it wasn't like a early morning. It was like noon. So I'm fucking hammered. <laughs> I don't even remember driving all the way to Atlanta. Like I kind of come to like in Atlanta, and we get to the airport. I sneak away a couple times and go to the bar and just slam a couple like doubles. Like oh, I just tell my parents like, "Hey, I'm going to the bathroom," and I'd go to the bar and I'd be like, "Let me get a double vodka," you know, Jesus. and I just fucking slam it down. <laughs> so I get on the plane. I am fucking hammered, hammered. <laughs> and weirdly enough, my parents didn't even know I was drunk until we were on the plane. Yeah, because. Something about, you know, when you're drunk, you don't, your inside voice isn't a thing. So I'm yelling on the plane, <laughs> like talking like super loud, like, hey, what's that, that? Like just fucking yelling. <laughs> so my parents got an inkling that something was up then. So we land in, we land in New York. First of all, what a weird feeling. I'd never been to a place like that. <laughs> Literally cement everywhere as far as you can see just concrete like no wilderness it was really weird for me like i'm not a claustrophobic person but something in me was like oh shit there's no way out like i don't know why like i'm not like the person to go manic and just run into the woods but like <laughs> i guess knowing i could you know helps <laughs> soothe me uh -huh. so it was weird like there's like nowhere to go so this kind of just worsened it and we uh we end up going to dinner and we go to this weird Asian fusion restaurant and we're eating. Are they mad at you that you're drunk? Oh yeah. Okay. But they're like, fucking first day of vacation. Let's just hope he keeps it tame. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like maybe he'll keep it under wraps, <laughs> you know? And um, we go out to eat this crazy Asian fusion place and I just I I keep Doing the same thing. I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I go to the bar and just like, let me get a whiskey. And I just drink a whiskey at the bar. <laughs> and the bar is like like 10 yards away. And there's like one of those, like, it's not like, it's a wall, but it's got like all those holes in it, you know, because it looks cool or whatever. Uh -huh. So you can see straight through it. <laughs> so they can just see I'm just sitting at the bar. <laughs> and eventually I just don't go back to the table. I just stay at the bar. And I'm just drinking at the bar. And... 
this this restaurant was weird because at like 10 o'clock it turned into a nightclub oh shit so they would clear all the tables and it was a big dance floor and like there was like a second story and it legitimately turned into like a club and my parents come and grab me and they're like come on and i was talking to this cougar this uh older very pretty older woman and i think like i feel like she's yucking it up and so there was this weird thing I would do when I would drink where I would just make shit up about myself <laughs> for sure, just for fun. Like, and I think I was telling her like, yeah, I'm like, I'm into tech and yada, yada. <laughs> I'm just lying. And I'm like yucking it up with this freaking cougar. And my dad comes over and tries to grab me. He's like, come on, Pierce, let's go back. And I'm like, dad, you got to hear me. I got a chance to get with this cougar. Oh you got to let me have this. You got to let me have this. And he's like, Ugh all right, just, just come back in a little, you know? <laughs> and he's like, you know, there's no fucking use. So they go, and I'm sitting at the bar talking to this chick for a while. She leaves. I don't know what happens. She goes. You spook her off. And all of a sudden, I'm with some other dude, and I'm doing, he's, he gives me a bump in the bathroom. <laughs> and that's when things fucking popped off. <laughs> uh, it just fucking hit me, and all of a sudden, I get, I just start getting, like, crazy. Piercy poos back. So, and I okay, so I don't remember exactly how this happened. I don't know if I called the limousine. I don't know if there was a limousine outside of the restaurant, but I get into a big white stretch limo and like and here's the worst part. I only had like seven hundred dollars to my name. So for some reason, I think I'm like big dick rolling yeah. in money. like I get in this limo. I have this super Russian like limo driver. I'm like, listen, buddy, take me to the hottest strip club in this city. Oh, Jesus. And he just Christ. starts, he's like driving me around New York, like <laughs> fucking like home alone. I'm, I'm like standing out the fucking sunroof, <laughs> hammered and just zooted up. And he brings me to this strip club. Oh and I'm at God. the strip club and I don't really remember <laughs> what happened at the strip club. But. Next thing I remember is I'm at the ATM and oh, I'm trying no. to take money out from my credit card. Oh no. I had blown everything <laughs> I own and there had been a, a hold put on my credit card because I didn't let my bank know I was traveling. So, you know, like all yeah. of a sudden my credit card is getting a hit for an ATM in New York city. So they <laughs> freeze it and then I'm getting kicked out, you know, cause they're like this bozo has no money. Like he's just some <laughs> drunk kid. Get him out of here. They shove me out and I'm just in the streets of New York. I have no fucking clue. And if you've never been, <laughs> you have no idea how big this city is. I mean, it's, it's the, it's literally like the biggest city in the world. Right? Yeah. It's a big it's, apple. It's insane. So I am lost just walking <laughs> around New York city. Just no idea where I am. Walking around, I'm walking around for hours. I must have gotten kicked out of the strip club <laughs> one, two o'clock, maybe, maybe four. For some reason, four is ringing a bell. No, I don't think so. So I was walking around. I must have walked around for four hours trying to like <laughs> get an idea. And here's the thing. We went from the airport to the hotel and walked to the restaurant because it was close. <laughs> I had not gotten an idea of what was around. So I, have, I don't even know what I'm looking for. I'm just walking around <laughs> the city. It's fucking January. It's oh cold. Oh, my God. And I, I guess I end up just giving up. And I just walk into a hotel 
and just go into the lobby and just pass out on a fucking couch. <laughs> I wake up. It's like seven in the morning or no, it was like 10 in the morning. My family, we were supposed to get up at 8 a.m. to go on this like tour of new, you know, oh go hit God. the spots. I wake up and I'm like, oh, no, I am on the verge of tears. And I don't even know. I go up to the fucking uh, concierge desk. I don't even know what to tell this man. I just start like shuffling through my shit. Like, uh, I feel my phone is gone. Oh I don't God. have, I don't know where my phone is. I, I lost it. I, I, it must've gotten stolen or something. And I just, and just pull out, I pull out my room key to the hotel. I'm saying, I say, how do I get here? And he's like, ha rough one, huh? Oh, well, man, you were really close. It's about 10 blocks up that way. And I'm like, and just fucking walk back to the hotel. I noticed this I, is so sad. <laughs> I had I had like blood on my pants, oh my and I don't know if someone hit me or something and took my phone. I have no idea, but yeah, I just go back to the fucking hotel. I go to the room and I say, "Fuck it, dude." I go back to the hotel, <laughs> back to the hotel bar, and just start charging it to my tents oh <laughs> to my the God. room, dude. <laughs> and then when they came back the fucking bartender called up to the room because I've been charging everything on. He's like, dude, you got to come get your kid or whoever. <laughs> I got kicked out of the bar and he brought me. You were up. hammered again. Oh, dude, I was trashed. But that was, I just, for the life of me, I don't know why, what I, like, why the limo? I could have made it so much farther in that night if I would have called a, ca- a cab. That is so like funny, I spent two hundred and fifty dollars on the limousine. <laughs> that almost drained me, dude. I must have spent three hundred dollars at the fucking club. strip club. Oh my! And God. who knows how much money I was? Who, I mean, you got to assume the places like that. The drinks too. were probably ten bucks plus. Mm-hmm. You know, ten twenty bucks a drink. And I guarantee you, I was doing some dumb shit like ordering like good whiskeys and yeah. good vodka, yeah, sure. you know, like, Oh yeah. Let me get that fucking, uh, fucking bourbon, bro. I don't even fucking know a good guy. $30 martini. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. like fucking like $40 fucking, I swear. Oh it's like God. sometimes when I would drink, if I was really in it, I would get like, I would start telling me cause at first it would start off like, this is going to be funny. I'm going to lie to a bunch of people and For tell sure. them, tell them I'm like, make up a personality, you know, you get looped into it. And I start, I I swear, like the more drunk I get, it's like, I believe it, you know? Yeah. All of a sudden fucking wham, insufficient funds. (laughs) And then I'm back to the street kid roaming around (laughs) New York city. It was weird though. Oh my God, dude. My mom was petrified. Cause think like (laughs) I'm drunk, I'm wasted and I'm a, babbling idiot when like there's no way i could defend myself you're a street freak man my mom was oh when she when they came back and i was passed out in the room she was and this is kind of sad just crying because she was so scared because i'd lost my phone they had no way to contact me she and this is what she said she's like i thought you had been stolen and sold into the sex slaves (laughs) (laughs) what it's like why would they want me they would want no part of your drug they're like dude this guy is gonna be a hassle holy shit this dude's breath smells like shit (laughs) dude we are gonna lose money just giving this guy alcohol there's no way people aren't gonna choose him let me come with you no please take me i'm just begging them (laughs) these fucking traffickers to take me i want to go to laos i want a better life i want to live 
move classy. <laughs> I want to wear the pretty dresses and live in <laughs> Bali. Uh, we got to go. We got to get out of here. That is such a sad story. <laughs> is it sad? It's so it's funny. It's funny. Though. It's hysterical, but the second half is sad. Because I know the feeling of just like, where am I? And having nothing and having no money and just like trying to, it's just Oh, sad. dude, the worst part about it was I knew I fucked up <laughs> so bad. I mean, that's, yeah. Because I'd been. been drunk for like two days and all the, like, I woke up drunk in New York. Like, I relapsed, did not sober up until that morning when I'm in a random hotel's fucking lobby. <laughs> Like, sometimes I think about I'm like, I can't believe this even fucking happened. That man. is one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. As fucking And stupid. I'm so proud of you. I wish you had a GoPro on. That's so fucking funny, bro. I want to know what happened to my phone. <laughs> Did I leave Dude, it in the strip sure club? that shit got just booted. Just the funny thing is I wouldn't pocket. tell my parents what I had done. Because I knew what I had done. I'm like, I'm not going to tell them I got the limo and went to the strip club. So, like... <laughs> I had a card to the strip club in my phone, but I would not call them to see if I had left my phone there. So I'm like, I can't, I can't tell my parents that I might've left my phone at the strip club. Yeah. That like, would have been worse. Yeah. No boy. No. Anyways, the rest of the trip was me deathly hung over <laughs> just going around New York city. I, it was like my own little personal, like <laughs> fucking Hell. like I threw up at the statue of Liberty. I threw up in the uh, one world trade center. I threw up in Little Italy. Like, I was so hungover, I was just puking everywhere, dude. <laughs> the motion sickness I got riding that elevator to the top of One World Trade Center <laughs> was indescribable. Just, <laughs> just holding onto the rails, just clutching it. Just, <laughs> and it's like, I mean, dude, those it's such a big building. That elevator has to move like 70 miles an hour or something like that. So just rocketing me into the sky, and I'm like, <laughs> I Terrible. Can't, I can't do this. We got to yeah, go. I do not suggest doing this to anybody. Boop, boop, boop.